0: You're listening to the Just Giants Podcast with Grump and the Cranky Fan. Be sure to listen for free on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Podbean. Jones going to the other side, wide open, and look at this, caught by the rookie, Andrew Thomas. Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I'm your host, the football grump. I am without the Cranky Fan today. Thanks for tuning in. He is flying back from Hawaii and getting ready for his whole weekend adventure so he can meet with me Sunday morning uh, for the 1 o'clock game versus the Eagles, which is what I'm here to preview today alone. <laughs> um, but that's okay. So that just means it's going to be a little bit of a shorter one. Uh, it is currently Black Friday at about one thirty in the morning. Uh, when I'm doing this recording, so uh, this is post-Thanksgiving meal and uh, post-Thanksgiving coma, I guess, so hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving and uh, are, I guess, not suckered into doing anything you don't feel like doing on Black Friday. In any case, um, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Um, the Giants and Eagles are both rebuilding franchises. The Eagles are kind of um, you know, on a bit of a hot streak. The Giants are... You know, coming off an embarrassing loss, but relatively speaking, in in terms of the season, have been winning more lately than they have in the past. Um, So, I mean, go figure with that, and everything is always hot and cold with the Giants, right? Every win is, you know, there's still a chance at the playoffs, and every loss is, you know, time to tear it all down and burn down the stadium, right? So we are currently at that stage right now, and it's tough because they're coming off a short week with the Monday night game as well, but with Jason Garrett being fired and Freddie Kitchens coming in to call plays, which I think has been confirmed by by guys like Adam Schefter and Kim Jones, but I don't know, you know, what their source is for that because I don't think Joe Judge has come out and said that yet. In fact, I think he's avoided the, the question altogether and stated that he wanted to keep it a secret for competitive advantage purposes anyway. So, you know, I, I mean, I couldn't imagine anybody else being the ones calling the plays anyway. So, kind of a moot point. But it's going to be interesting, right? Because you know now, as I preview this game, I have so many more ideas about how we can do things and yet less of a clue of how it's actually gonna go because you know what, what do i know anymore what do i know to expect you know so whatever but let's start with uh, some key stuff here first um and it's gonna be mostly injuries right you know so we've covered that Freddie kitchens is gonna be calling the plays but who he has available to him is going to limit him now um for starters, it does not look like he will have the services of Sterling Shepard again. Even though it looked like he was coming along last week, it just didn't look like he had enough time. It's you know still hasn't practiced at all. Kyle Rudolph still not practicing. Caden Smith not practicing. That's concerning as well. You know now our tight end room is looking thinner and thinner. Colin Kallasby is still not practicing. Kadarius Tony not practicing either. But I still. I don't know that that necessarily rules him out. I think at this point he's going to be kind of managed in practice for the rest of the season. So we'll see how that goes. Right now, no official designations for anything. Uh, the other big one is Logan Ryan's still not out of the COVID uh, protocol. So um, I believe as of this recording, there is still some kind of window for him to be able to pass the protocol and play on Sunday. But he hasn't practiced in two weeks. I, I have to at this point... Assume that he is not going to play, and that's that's going to be another big loss. Um, guys that were limited: Saquon Barkley, Lorenzo Carter, Adoree Jackson, John Ross. I expect all of them to play. The big concern here has to be that both Kyle Rudolph and Caden Smith are not going to be available, or it doesn't look like they're going to be available. Um, you know, the Giants moved Nate Ebner to IR finally, um, and in his place, they've elevated Chris uh, Miarek my Miarek, whatever he's been with the team since preseason, so uh, you know he's been here for a little bit. But they promoted him from practice squad. You know that's concerning. That sucks, right? <laughs> I don't even. Well, what can you do? Um, it's just kind of been the story of this year. If it's not the offensive line. It's the wide receivers. It's not the wide receivers. It's the tight ends. And in preseason, it was the DBs. So, I, you know, whatever. That being said, the Eagles are relatively healthy on their side of the ball, but they are limited with some key guys. Josh Sweat is dealing with a knee thing. If he can't go or if he's limited, that's going to be an increased role for Ryan Kerrigan. I have to assume. I don't know. You know, Brandon Graham is on IR. Um, Teron Jackson's kind of the only other guy. Uh, that's that's really going down the depth chart a little bit. Um, Darius Slay, you know, the number one corner. Limited with the concussion, it's looking like he's gonna play, but you know, concussions are iffy. You know, it's gonna be interesting to see if he does go or not. Um, and then the big one here is that Jordan Howard hasn't has practiced. He's dealing with a knee injury. Um, the Eagles do have a um, a decent stable of running backs, though. You know, with Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, Miles Sanders. So, you know, jo- Jordan Howard was playing a lot in, in Miles Sanders' absence. Um, But Miles Sanders is back, so I guess it's the perfect time for Jordan Howard to get injured, I guess. Nevertheless, that leaves us with the situation where the Giants are in a much much worse health situation than their opponent, which I assume is going to be every game this year. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, competitive disadvantage. Um, The main thing when it comes to playing the Eagles that I was able to notice in doing research for this game is that, you know, right now the Eagles have won three of their last four. They've been very competitive as of late. You know, they started out the season a lot more shoddy. And they seem to have figured out some things. It's a new coaching staff. New to coaching, I guess. You know, these guys are new coaches and they are new to the team. Um, And it seems like they're kind of feeling out what they've got dealt in front of them. Uh, And it seems that they've really tried to put a lot less on Jalen Hurts throwing the ball in my opinion downfield. Hey. Um, so what they have been emphasizing has been the zone read um, on a lot of it. They are really, really, really leaning on running the ball. Um, so with that and with the zone read in general, the best defense here has to be disciplined you know the very basics of football and i say that like that makes it easier it doesn't it just makes it less complicated it makes it simpler to understand um but you know these are still the best of the best out there these guys have the best juke moves in the world these guys are the best at shedding tackles in the world they're the best at faking things in the world you know so when i say it's the basics it just means that it's not overly complicated it just it's straight up discipline um the zone read you know it's it's discipline are you cheating inside or not most often the the guy being read is the end guy and if he is scraping too hard towards the line to towards the running back the quarterback will keep it and run outside of him it's you know and and what sucks is uh the Giants haven't been particularly great against the run, you know, worse so in the beginning of the year. They've kind of tightened it up um, as years gone on, but they're not very good at rushing the passer. So they like to cheat. The ends do a lot of the work, and they are not going to be able to do that in this game. Now, <clears throat> in the last four games, when I say that they've they've adjusted to this, in the last four games, Hurts has thrown for less than 200 yards in each game. Um, that is, you know the games that they're they've won three of the last four i think the one loss was to so the chargers was only by like three points or something like that It was very 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 close um but they've run for no less than 55 yards with Jalen hurts um most ever rushing attempts were last week against the saints with 18 rushing attempts um they are definitely leaning more and more on this than relying on him just chucking the ball downfield previous weeks you know early on in the season he was throwing for 300 yards, but they were losing games. Um, you know, so I think they're just kind of easing him into the NFL game here, and they're working on what he, working with what he does well now, and working on what he does less well uh, as they go. Um, they're gonna have to find a, stop, a, a way to stop the run without overcommitting on the edges. You know, Hurts is very, very talented at operating the zone read, and what I mean by that is being patient with it holding the ball in the belly of the running back till the last possible second things like that he's very good at faking it not a whole lot of fumbles either miss you know mishandled stuff there which is very easy um it's going to come down to being stout in the middle that's going to be crucial if the edges are doing their job they're not going to be able to crash inward to help very often so that means we're going to have to see big games from dexter lawrence Looking at you, Austin Johnson, Leonard Williams, who has been playing well anyway. Raymond Johnson, if he's going to be playing any time in the middle, those middle guys are going to have to play their gaps very, very, very tightly. Not gonna, can't let the zone read runs go for four yards every time. It can't happen. Um, this game will be, this game will be dead if if they can't stop the zone read. Um, and then you know the other thing with the zone read and, and what I say with discipline is form tackling tackling is going to have to be um sorry there's a cat over here um cleaned up the tackling has been terrible the tackling against Tampa Bay was pathetic and that can't happen you know the zone read you know even if you if you beat your blocks you have to make the tackle because it's not going to be a gang tackle that's the whole point if everybody does their job it's going to be a one on one tackle most of the time and you know, guys like Jalen Hurts are good at juking people. Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, these are all players that are very, very skilled at breaking tackles. This can't happen in this game. Form tackling needs to happen. Corners need to play their their contain as well. Um The other thing that kind of goes along with this, it less you know, less to do with the run game, obviously, is controlling Jalen Hurts in the pocket. His legs allow him to extend plays, so out-of-control pass rushes are going to be exploited. You know, when when those lanes get vacated, he's going to find that, manipulate the pocket to his advantage that way. And no amount of defensive back talent can cover guys for seven, eight seconds. We saw that Monday night. Um... The other thing is that in the instances in which we're in man coverage, he's going to see that, and uh, he's just going to run. I think one solution that can be used here is spying him, and it really sucks that Logan Ryan's not here, but maybe this is another instance where we want to bring in Key and Cross, and because of his speed, you know, give him something real easy, you know, cover the check down route and spy the quarterback, just so he's not only spying the quarterback. Um, so... It's not obvious what it is that he's doing pre-snap. I mean, I think it's a good idea. Um, Hertz is very talented and they've they've gotten more success from him running than him throwing. So for me, I want to stop him from running. I don't want to sell out to do it, but I want to do everything I can to stop him. Um, And the last thing we can do is uh, bait him because... If you've done steps one and two, if you're controlling the zone read, if you're controlling the passing, forcing him to pass, that means you're making him pass when they are not comfortable making him pass. So if he can get frustrated enough, he'll do something stupid. So, you know, he'll be looking downfield more. He's younger and less experienced than Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, you know, the other quarterbacks that we've had to face, even Derek Carr. Um, so this is this is the a chance to confuse him. Disguise some coverages. Make him think he's got something he doesn't. And make him throw where people aren't open. Bait him. This is this is a quarterback that can be baited as long as the defense shuts down everything else in front of him. On offense, I mean, this is going to be one of the hardest games I've ever had to analyze. Because I just, you know, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what Freddie Kitchens thinks of this offense, you know. Um, the main thing to remember is that the playbook is the playbook at this point. There's not going to be a whole lot of new play design, especially in a short week. Not going to be a whole lot of new plays in here. This is going to be uh, it's it, it's just going to be the same plays as called by Freddie Kitchens, you know. So for me. I'm going to try and attack this secondary. You know, flood the field with wide receivers. Find every play you can that has four wide receivers on the field, five wide receivers on the field. Get them on in the field and have Daniel Jones pre-snap identify the one-on-one and throw there. Because whoever it is is probably a favorable matchup. This secondary is not very good. Darius Slay is the clear-cut, you know, best guy in the secondary. He's the one they spent all the money on. He's You know, coming back from a concussion that must affect him in some way, I would hope. I would hope. I would think. Uh, You know, maybe. Um, And Avante Maddox behind that. Uh, Everybody else in the secondary is kind of scrub. Um, They're really not who I would want starting in my secondary. Everybody besides those two guys. So I want to attack these guys. Um, I also want to attack linebackers in coverage that are in the in the in the hook curl zones with shiftier guys like Saquon Barkley and and Evan Ingram. Those guys those linebackers aren't so good. TJ Edwards in the middle is playing really, really, really well. But those other two guys on the outside, in those slot corners, they're not very good. And that might be the check down spot to really uh you know, this this Jason Garrett offense emphasized so much on the spot route, you know, just going right over the center of the ball and turning around and that's your check down and, you know, that's really the um, the Jason Witten Hall of Fame play. Um, I don't think that's going to work. I don't want to draw TJ Edwards in coverage. I want to draw the other guys. I want to get everything outside. Stay away from the middle. Another thing I want to do is let Kenny Galladay be physical. I mean, really, call the plays that have him as the first or the second read in the progression. Let it, We paid the money for him. We trot him out there every week. Might as well use him to the best of his abilities. If he's got a one-on-one, throw to it. If you you know, even if it's not necessarily there, and you have him on a go route, a couple times a game should be taking that shot. You know, this isn't a dude we knew when we signed him. What he was, he's not a dude that's gonna get behind the defense. You know, go long and burn people's speed. He's not a a you know, top five route runner that's gonna juke the best man cover corner out of his shoes. He's a contested catch guy and he's big and tall. We gotta let him be that way. You know, this is what we bought him for. If we wanted somebody else, you go out and try and get Keenan Allen or, or or Deshaun Jackson, if you want those other things. That's not what we wanted, I guess. You know. It wasn't a secret who Kenny Galladay was. Um, the other thing is uh, maybe we should try throwing on first down. And by that, I don't mean throwing a wide receiver tunnel screen or a running back bubble screen. Actually throw. Test them downfield on first down. Pick up chunk yardage. yardage. You know, get yourself seven, eight yards on a pass play on first down. Put yourself in the second and short. And then go deep if you can get second and short. I don't know. I would like to see us throwing on first down a lot more. The other thing I'm going to say is avoid the middle of the defense. I kind of hinted at it before, but the Eagles are really, really tough in the middle with Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, TJ Edwards, like I mentioned. You know, even, you know, Milton uh, as depth behind it in the middle there. They're really, really, really talented there. Um, Any attempt to run there would have to be only on, like, strong power duo plays where we're just doubling up on guys uh, and moving them. Other than that, I'm not gonna really try too much there. We I mean, should try running a lot more stretch plays, um, and run pass option rather than zone reads. I, because I don't want my quarterback or the running I, the, the running back's not going to be running up the middle to any success. So if the end guy, you know, does his job to keep Daniel Jones in the pocket, then. It's going to be a loss. I, I, I'm Devonte Booker, Saquon Barkley. Doesn't matter. Whoever's running it is running into a wall of Fletcher clocks. Um, so, you know, I would think, you know, we've run a lot of the zone read that the RPO might be a really good fake, you know, for them, a good play for us. You know, I don't know. And I also think that on passing plays, you know, in the past couple weeks, we've been overselling. Uh, help to the edge guys. You know Andrew Thomas was out, so you know you have Nate Solder and Matt Parent doing a lot of stuff. So a lot of our you know, chip help, tight end help, running backs, everybody that can help the ends, the the tackles on the ends was being used. We kind of got to do the opposite this week. You know I know Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett are no scrubs. Ryan Kerrigan's still very good, um, but for me, I really hate. The idea of Billy Price and Matt Scarra and Will Hernandez trying to deal with Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. Um, especially Javon Hargrave scares me because he's so quick off the snap. So the help's going to have to come up the middle. Um, running backs are going to have to be kept into block on third down in the middle. Um, tight ends too. Uh I don't know any other way because I don't think those three guys in the middle are, are strong enough. Um, and then I guess the last thing I'm going to say is to just, in general, be aggressive. Um, this idea that they've been utilizing for the last couple weeks to shorten the game, to me, is a plan that concedes you can't score points before you even try. It's like saying, well, we're not going to be able to do much, so we'll try our best to... Script a really good opening drive, and then we'll try and have another really good opening drive at at the uh, in the second half. Maybe we can get two touchdowns out of that, and the rest of the game, we'll try and keep the field short. We'll try and keep it quick, and we'll try and kick field goals, and hopefully we can win twenty three to twenty and keep this game to two and a half hours long. I don't I don't like that. I don't agree with that. You know, I don't. Th- I understand where this comes from. The offensive line is hurt. Um, and so they're not very good because we've got not very good guys playing. But this is still Daniel Jones that was throwing like a madman earlier this season. This is still Kenny Galladay, who has always been Kenny Galladay. Kadarius Toney, first-round pick. You know, Darius Slayton was operating as a number one wide receiver at points last year. Um, Evan Ingram is a first-round pick. What's going to be? technically a pro bowler like these are guys that should be doing a lot more than they are um and i think we're just not utilizing them to to their full extent and the last thing i'm going to say is i really you know i know that freddie kitchens probably has zero to do with this and i'm not really sure who has the most to do with this but i would really like to see matt parrot start at right tackle i i cannot imagine how or why he is worse than Nate Solder at his job. But, I mean, Nate Solder's not back next year anyway. So if we're already trying to see what this team operates like without the offensive coordinator we started the year with, maybe it's time we figure out what the tackle situation is going to be like next year. I don't know. But from what I've seen of Matt Parrot, he has not looked worse than Nate Solder. So I would like to see him in action. I actually feel a little okay about this game. I think that the Eagles are somewhat one dimensional. Um and I think that the defense has still been playing pretty well, you know, even last week. And I think that making them one dimensional gives us more of a chance, and I think that Freddie Kitchens will be more aggressive, so that helps. But the short week, the injured guys, it's not gonna make it easy. I think this one's gonna be really close, and I think the Giants are gonna win, twenty-six to twenty-three. I really hope so because I cannot stand losing to the Eagles, especially if I'm at the stadium. Um, Dallas already lost thirty-six to thirty-three to, uh, today, um, Thanksgiving Day to. The Las Vegas Raiders So not much to analyze there Other than that's obviously good for the Giants Washington is facing Seattle On Sunday uh, night And I have Seattle winning that one Uh, But it's going to be real real close It could go either way I have them winning 24-23 I don't know I just Don't really believe in Washington (laughs) I don't know But that's going to do it for this episode of Just Giants. So we will see you guys on Tuesday morning with a review of the upcoming game against the Eagles. I hope to see you all at MetLife Stadium. Go Giants!